In 2020, companies were forced to change. And that transformation exposed the vulnerabilities of leaders and organizations that lack agility. Agile leaders can thrive even in rapidly changing and unpredictable circumstances. In this episode, we are discussing four skills that will successfully advance your response to change. Welcome to the 90th Percentile, an unconventional leadership podcast by Zanger Folkman. Each week, using research from over 1.5 million global assessments of leaders, we analyze different leadership traits, trends, and what it really takes for leaders to get to the 90th percentile. I'm Brianna Corrin, and with me today is renowned psychometrician and my father, Joe Folkman. Hi, Bri. So Hi. do you really want to tell a story about moths? <laughs> yes, I do. Because I think moths can teach us a thing or two about agility. In London, during the Industrial Revolution, people started to notice that something strange was happening to the white moths they used to see all the time. You see, all the white moths started to disappear, and now the moths were as dark as the polluted air. By the end of the 19th century, the dark moths almost completely outnumbered the original light-colored type, with a record of 98% in 1895. You know, I would love to meet the person whose job it was to record the stats for moths. <laughs> but that's great. Later on in the 1950s, though, Bernard Kettlewell ran a series of experiments and found that his data fit his predictions. Black moths were becoming more abundant because it was easier for them to blend in with their newly dirty surroundings, while white moths were less able to blend in and more vulnerable to being eaten by birds. It was an early test of Charles Darwin's theory of natural selection, that the species that evolves and develops the traits that favor survival are the ones that can thrive. All of us have been living under a sky that has been darkening over the last year, and the trait of survival that leaders need to develop is the ability to adapt quickly to the rapid changes of our current work environments. Bet you never thought you learned something so valuable from a moth. That is a great example, Bree. And it's true, the pace of change now has made the lives of every employee more complicated. In fact, with the pandemic, I think most people's jobs change significantly. A great deal of data suggests that while Generation X workers change jobs two times in a decade, millennials are expected to change jobs four times in the same amount of time. Interesting. Also, yeah, it is. And as you consider the impact of robotics and artificial intelligence, all employees in the near future will be faced with uh, the need to learn new skills quickly. Uh, they need to learn skills that robots can't do. <laughs> it's true. I love my father's example. Um, you know, he he was a farmer, and basically uh, he switched from driving, well, horses <laughs> to plow, <laughs> to driving a tractor, and and there wasn't that much change in his life. My father thought that, about selecting a profession, and that was what he was going to do for his entire life. In the future, skills and competencies will only keep people employed for a short period of time until everything changes. Oh, it's so true. 
And 2020 was a year to remember. And now that we're in 2021, we've all learned a few things about how to work effectively through a pandemic, but we're still not back to normal. And some of us probably never will be. And we're refining these new processes in this still disruptive work environment. But Hey, the other day, my husband discovered he could fold laundry during some of his work meetings, so I'm counting that as a huge win. (laughs) Took long enough. Now, for a lot of you, the shift was easy, but for some, it has been much more difficult, and I feel you. I... I'm still a speckled white moth in a polluted sky. So tell me more about the research that you've done over the last year in agility. Well, as we researched agility, we looked at uh, the impact of having agile skills versus not having agile skills. So the least agile employees rated at the eighth percentile in terms of their overall leadership effectiveness. and. Just in case you didn't know that, that's really bad. (laughs) In other words, if you weren't able to learn and learn quickly and change, uh, you're not perceived as being a very effective employee. But Mm -hmm. those in the top percentiles, those most agile people, they were rated at the 89th percentile. What we're seeing there is there's a very clear correlation between how agile a person is and how effective others see them. Okay. Mm Being agile is directly connected to an individual's overall effectiveness. Analyzing the data from thousands of managers and individual contributors, we discovered that there were four empowering skills. They were the keys to helping anyone be more agile. Now, the first one of these skills was being open to learning, listening, and respecting the opinions of others. Now, Professionally, I've given thousands of people anonymous feedback. It's impressive that protecting people from being personally identified allowed them to be more candid in this 360 feedback process. Feedback is both accurate and predictive. And in a few cases, people getting negative feedback were unwilling to accept that feedback from others. They claimed the data was biased or the individuals were biased or they were out to get them. They were set up for failure. They thought that just one negative person was responsible for all the inaccurate perceptions. It's kind of like that old English proverb, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. That's very true. And a person needs to be willing to listen and learn in order to change and develop new skills. Even if people say that you're bad at something, if you don't believe it, you're not going to do anything about it. More importantly, those you work with are better informed about you and what changes would make you more effective. Sounds great. What's next? Well, people needed are needed to have a willingness to stretch. Now, if you ask people, what would make you happy right now? Most people say, I'm thinking of a beach, I'm thinking of a hammock, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I'm sipping a drink. drink. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's, I mean, when people think, yeah, that's what's going to make me happy. And if you say, how would you like to do something really, really hard and difficult? (laughs) Go, no. No. (laughs) So, so many people feel overwhelmed by the amount of work they have to do. When a person feels overwhelmed, 
they will persistently resist taking additional challenges. I mean, they just can't fit it in. Hmm. The new skill that needs to be learned is often not immediately utilized in the current job. So the effort may not have a payoff immediately. To be agile, people need to be willing to put forth additional effort. They need to be willing to stretch. You know, I read an article saying that 83% of Americans feel stressed and overwhelmed. And I I think that's pretty accurate. And what you're saying, (laughs) it's crazy. What you're saying is that even though we all feel that way, the best thing to do to be more agile is to take on more (laughs) and new challenges because the willingness to stretch will help you to become more agile. You know, the amount of work you have to do, the, the, your, your, your ability to do more is more about your attitude than the actual reality of how much work you have to do. People just feel overwhelmed. And when you feel overwhelmed, you just can't take on another thing. It's a feeling more than a reality. You know, as crazy as it sounds, I think, I think you're right. Now, burnout, burnout is real, and we're not talking about that. But sometimes I think I don't want to put any more on my plate, just like you said, but in my own life, the extra effort that I've put into some things has produced some delightful outcomes. For example, this podcast. Last year, I certainly didn't think while I was trying to homeschool my kids, take care of my family and work, gee, I should start a podcast because I've got loads of time. <laughs> but so far, it really has been a very educational and growing experience with you and Jack. Um, so yeah, I, I can see that. What else can help us to become more agile? The next thing we found in our research was that people needed to be optimistic about their ability to change. If people assume they can't change, they won't put forth the effort. Now, an interesting piece of research that goes along with this is some research by Carol Dweck. Uh, Carol Dweck is a Stanford uh, uh, professor And she has this theory about people that they either have a fixed mindset or a growth mindset. Now, a fixed mindset, that's the people that assume that they're fixed by six. That's what Freud said. Mm -hmm. And basically, they assume that people come with a certain set of skills and abilities. And if you don't have it, you can't develop it. Hmm. Now, a growth mindset assumes that people can grow and learn and they can change and be better. Now, I'm telling you right now that we can all grow and learn and be better. We can learn new skills that we don't have. And that optimism, having that optimism that you can learn and you can grow and you can develop skills that you don't currently have is one of the keys to agility. Absolutely. There's been so, so many studies showing the power of optimism. Optimistic people live longer, they're less stressed, they have strong immune systems, better relationships, earn higher incomes. It's basically a superpower. What's the last thing? Well, it's to be honest with yourself. Now, the classic example of this is the person that has a drinking problem. 
and their spouse says, uh, yeah, I think you've got a little bit of a drinking problem. In the, and they say to their spouse, no, no, it's not really a problem. I can quit anytime. And, and then fast forward a couple of months and, or a couple of years, it doesn't matter. But then the boss comes and says, you know, I think you got kind of a drinking problem. Oh, no, it's not a problem. And you fast forward a few more years and the person is laying in the gutter. And they wake up one morning and they say to themselves, I think I have a problem. <laughs> Took a long and time. <laughs> that is the classic example. And, and what happens, and if you look at what happens in Alcoholics Anonymous, is that as people introduce themselves, they always say their name. And then they say, I'm an alcoholic or I'm drug dependent or something like that. But they acknowledge what's wrong. Uh, you know, they acknowledge their problem. Uh, an interesting example of this was Andy Hertzfield, who described Steve Jobs and how he could create something called the reality distortion field. Jobs used this to convince workers that impossible things were possible. Many people have a reality distortion field for their own behavior, causing them to believe they are more effective than they really are. The most influential people tend to assume that they're much less effective than others rate them. In other words, when people rate themselves as less effective, that shows up as a trait of humility. And inevitably, other people see them as more effective. Hmm. That's fascinating. Another interesting thing, you wrote about the impact of these four dimensions on agility, and you discovered that if a person scored above average on all four dimensions, um, their agility would be at the 79th percentile. But if one of the dimensions, just one, were at the 10th percentile or lower, agility on average would be at the 19th percentile. Now, that's a bit unusual than what we typically see because usually if you do just two or three or even just one, you'll have the significant increase. But this is the opposite. If you have to do all four of these um, and be, you know, just above average on all four, and that way it puts a person in a good position in terms of their agility, but all four matter. For some, change is hard. For others, change is exciting and something they crave. For you, the ability to adapt and change quickly and efficiently is a skill that can be developed and should be prioritized now. If you desire to learn more about developing these four skills, then we want to invite you to attend a live webinar this month hosted by Jack Sanger and Joe Folkman. Those who attend the lip those who attend the webinar will be able to take a learning agility self-assessment and receive personal results. They'll receive an improving agility development guide, and they'll discover new ways to navigate the next phase of this new world that we're living in. I will include a registration link in our episode details and on our podcast page on zingerfolkman.com. The 90th Percentile, an unconventional leadership podcast, was written and recorded by Brianna Corrin and Joe Folkman and produced by Zanger Folkman with music by Pleasant Pictures. If you're interested in learning more about Zanger Folkman's award-winning 360-degree assessments, leadership, and coaching offerings, or would like to attend our monthly webinar series hosted by Jack and Joe, visit our webpage at zangerfolkman.com. 
If you like our podcast, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher and leave us a review. That's how other people can find our podcast, and we really appreciate them. All resources and links to the research referenced in this episode can be found in the episode details or on our podcast page on sangerfolkman.com 